Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson. Happy New Year, everyone. Or should I say happy stew year? <laughs> and welcome to 2020 stew. It's Tuesdays. Stew, uh, happy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Dave, and uh, to everyone who's listening. Hope everyone had a good break. Excellent. That's uh, it's 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 great to see you. Glad you uh, glad you came back. Glad you didn't make a New Year's resolution to not come back as a guest on the podcast in 2022. So uh, because people love uh, hearing your wisdom. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was just on a walk with my wife, and I joked when nothing's on the Weather Channel. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she always appreciates your wisdom too, and and agrees with everything you you have to say. But uh, but that's. Uh, that that that's that that's probably not going to change uh, this year. I know with uh, with with my wife, she uh, she often questions my judgment. But when it comes to investing, we don't question your judgment. And <laughs> but but here here's here's the thing that that so so we're so we're we're talking about the new year and 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 one of the things that always gets me uh, around the investment industry and media is we start the new year. And you have all of these uh, features on on financial news or on or even on regular news programs. You re- pick up the newspaper, magazines in the stand, investing ideas for 2022, what to do in 2022. And I, I mean, it's got to drive eyes. It's got to drive eyeballs, uh, stuff on websites. But but do you think about that in any way? It's like you just you 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 come back after a little bit of a, of a vacation. Uh, over the holidays, and it's like, oh, it's a new year. We got to reevaluate everything we're doing. What's the big pick for this year? You just dust yourself off and just completely change courses. Is that is is that what you do and what investors should do? Uh, well, it's a, it's an interesting point. I I uh, I tend not to do that too much. Um, yeah. You know, there are some there are some year end things related to taxes and things like this, which you know do drive a very modest amount of behavior, but. You know, by and large, um, you know, we think about market like markets are relentlessly forward looking every day, yeah. every minute they're open. They are calendar agnostic. They are always uh, looking what could take place in the next six to 12 months and how should we position for it? So we tend not to really focus too much on, you know, just the turn of the calendar to kind of reframe how we're thinking about the portfolio or certain investment ideas. Uh, it is a great time of year, uh, just as we make New Year's resolutions, to go back and uh, revisit investment process, because process is what drives results uh, over the long haul. So, you know, scenario analysis is key to that. Uh, thinking about uh, earnings and how they might arrive, thinking about valuations and what underpins valuations. So, you know, what are interest rates going to look like? What is growth going to be? Those are the two underpinnings to the multiple that investments might trade at. So, you know, we tend to uh, refresh and, uh, you know, recommit to investment process. But, uh, you know, as for looking at the cover of Business Week and uh, what's hot, uh, that's not something that's a major focus for us. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as, as you say, the market's forward looking. Uh, we're just turning the calendar on 2022. In many ways, the the market is looking beyond 2022 into 2023 and, 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 and even further out. Uh, we, we, we've got what's going on with, uh, with, with Omicron. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got elections again and midterm elections in the U S this year. We've got the federal reserve, which has been in the process of sort of rethinking policy. 
Um, as, as, you, as you look out, though, into, into 2022, what, what do you think are going to be the drivers that, that could sort of um, make the market nervous and drive some short-term reactions uh, within the market through the year? Yeah, I think I think the you know coming in you know as we as we look at the the uh, the the setup that we have in front of us right now, it is for continued uh, you know pretty strong earnings growth. Uh, corporations are facing you know some input cost pressure, but have been remarkably profitable. Uh, so every dollar of revenue, incremental dollar of revenue, has really driven uh, significant growth in the bottom line. So generally speaking, you know profitability is going to continue. Valuations are elevated, but unlikely to be interrupted by uh, a modest shift in central bank action this year as we move from being having very accommodative monetary policy to, say, less accommodative. You know, what you worry about when you're in this situation is the possibility for an economic slowdown or a recession. And we've talked about this in the past about how, you know, Eric LaSalle, our economist, has you know, a group of indicators that show, you know, we're kind of firmly in the mid-cycle. So what do you worry about moving some of those bars uh, to the right uh, as the year progresses? And the two things are, um, you know, I would say today the market is somewhat comfortable that, you know, uh, COVID is, is on its way to be becoming endemic, that, you know, Omicron will be one of the final chapters. Uh, so we have to be on top of that because that could, uh, you know, certainly ups up, upset things. But, uh, you know, even then, I, I wouldn't say that that is the, you know, the, the major concern because, you know, the, the market is increasingly comfortable, you know, kind of with businesses' ability to uh, navigate through uh, COVID. You know, I think what people will inevitably worry about is the pace of, of uh, the removal of monetary accommodation. It's, you know, such a fine line besides between tightening and removal of accommodation. Um, and, uh, you know, as the year progresses, we, you know, we're bound to deal with some, some uh, you know, time when, when maybe people have thought the Fed is going a little bit too fast, sometimes a little bit too slow. You know, these are the types of things that you know, may not have a big impact on earnings, but could impact the multiple that investments trade at uh, for a period of time. So, you know, this year might be, uh, you know, might have some pockets of volatility that we haven't seen uh, in a couple, but... Um, you know, all things considering, uh, you know, still looks uh, reasonable from from where we sit today. Yeah, and 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 Stu, we we look at uh, you know one one of your areas of expertise is obviously in in the dividend space, and we we talked uh, quite a bit through through last year of of the 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 advantages of of these dividend paying stocks. Uh, we're seeing just in the first couple of trading days of the year. Uh, where a lot of those what you'd call more classic value names uh, seem to be seem to be drawing money earlier in the year, uh, I, I, I would take it that uh, aside from any other topic we cover, if we if we talk about dividend paying stocks, uh, they they look quite attractive right now, do they not? How uh, they do because uh, the current yields are quite attractive relative to fixed income levels, and the prognosis for dividend growth looks pretty good, um, you know, kind of in line with, uh, you know, with history, you know, kind of mid to high single digit, uh, you know, in the financial sector in particular, you know, we did get some nice dividend increases at the end of last year, but they've been held back by some regulatory uh, um, decisions through COVID, you know, so that can, uh, that can help a, a little bit further this year. But, you know, just generally speaking, you know, when we talk about dividend stocks, you know, and, and I don't want to, uh, you know, kind of keep reverting back to this, but 
you know, there's two dimensions to an investment. There's the valuation and then there's the earnings. And when we spend a lot of time with dividend paying stocks, because they are, you know, more traditional or often more established businesses, you know, the valuation can move within a range, but it doesn't likely get, you know, to levels that make it a significant concern. So what you're dealing with as an investor is the volatility of, of earnings. And, um, you know, right now, as we, as I said before, businesses is quite profitable and, and uh, the outlook for earnings is uh, pretty reasonable. And, um, you know, as interest rates uh, arise a little bit, it certainly helps uh, some of the financial businesses, but it's also indicative of, of an economy that, uh, you know, is starting to find its, um, its footings on a, on a basis where, you know, in the last 12 months, we had very strong economic growth, but we didn't know how much of it was due to uh, excess stimulus. If we get uh, a better year of economic growth that's kind of standing on its two, on two feet, then uh, people will have some more confidence in the earnings that those that those uh, you know kind of traditional businesses are generating. So the uh, so so the two things we're going to want to we're going to want to watch is uh, we we we're hoping we're not going to see any more surprises negative surprises around COVID, and we're also hoping we're not going to see any any policy making mistake from central bankers around the world. I guess particularly uh, the the U.S. Federal Reserve that's that's kind of leading the world on on, on monetary policy. Those two things for sure. And then, you know, just uh, as we always do, we'll be looking at that uh, kind of where we sit in the economic cycle dashboard, uh, you know, pretty fervently through uh, through the year. Well, Stu, great, uh, great start to the year. You uh, your 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 resolution to be uh, to be sharper in the <laughs> in the new year is definitely uh, you're already on it. So uh, you're at the top of your game coming into the new year. And thanks. Uh, thanks for coming back. And look forward to uh, 50 stew, stews days in 2022. <laughs> Thanks very much, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.